Bible Study Podcast, episode 227. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of 1 Samuel. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Last week, we started the study of 1 Samuel as we see the birth of Samuel as Hannah, his mother, who has been without child, calls on God to give her a child because she is desperate for one, especially because her husband is married to two women and the other one has children. This week, we're in the second of these two introductory chapters before we see the ministry of Samuel start at a young age, and we learn a little more about Hannah, and then we learn a little more about Eli, who is that priest that Hannah went to, and Eli's sons. First, Hannah's prayer. First Samuel 2. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted up. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly, or let your mouth speak such arrogance, for the Lord is a God who knows, and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the warriors are broken, but those who stumbled are armed with strength. Those who were full hire themselves out for food, but those who are hungry are hungry no more. She who was barren has borne seven children, but she who has many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful servants, but the wicked will be silenced in the place of darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Lord high will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, but the boy ministered before the Lord under Eli the priest. So this is the song or the prayer of Hannah. It could very well be a psalm. It might be a little better known, actually, if it were in the book of Psalms, where it would fit very well. I think Hannah does a pretty good job here of praising the Lord and the Lord's strength, and that the Lord will help those who are weak and bring down those who are proud. And I'm not sure that there's a whole lot else to say that Hannah hasn't said. So let's go on to Eli and Eli's wicked sons, because this is a problem that Israel has, is that Eli, who is the priest, his sons are not so good. Verse 12, Eli's sons were scoundrels. They had no regard for the Lord. Now it was the practice of the priests that whenever any of the people offered a sacrifice, the priest's servants would come with a three-pronged fork in his hand while the meat was being boiled and would plunge the fork into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot. Whatever the fork brought up, the priest would take for himself. This is how they treated all the Israelites who came to Shiloh. But even before the fat was burned, the priest's servants would come and say to the person who was sacrificing, Give the priest some meat to roast. He won't accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. 
If the person said to him, let the fat be burned first and then take whatever you want, the servant would answer, no, hand it over now. If you don't, I will take it by force. The sin of the young man was very great in the Lord's sight, for they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. And so we have this contrast here between Hannah and her reverence for God and Eli's sons and their contempt for God and for the sacrifices of God. They're really just using their religion, their position as a scam. They're using it as a good way not to work for a living. And so they're entitled to meat, but they're entitled to it after it has been sacrificed to God, because the worship of God is their primary responsibility. And this contrast here between this song of Hannah and this behavior of Eli, I think it's notable how these two are put together. Because remember that Hannah's song talks about those who are humbled and those who are exalted. And so we have Eli's two sons who are exalted at this point who become humble. And then we have Samuel, who's just this boy who will soon become the leader of Israel. But Samuel, who was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod, each year his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went up with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife, saying, May the Lord give you children by this woman to take the place of the one she prayed for and gave to the Lord. Then they would go home, and the Lord was gracious to Hannah. She gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Now Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel and how they slept with the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours. No, my sons, the report I hear spreading among the Lord's people is not good. If one person sins against another, God may mediate the offender. But if anyone sins against the Lord... Who will intercede for them? His sons, however, did not listen to their father's rebuke, for it was the Lord's will to put them to death. And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with the people. Now, it's interesting that Eli knows his sons are doing wrong, and we learn that they were doing more wrong. They're sleeping with the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. They're really violating everything they should be doing. He doesn't remove them from office. He doesn't say you lose your job. He's a father. He knows they're doing wrong, but he can't quite bring himself to do the right thing here. And so we get this prophecy against the house of Eli in verse 27. Now a man of God came to Eli and said to him, this is what the Lord says. Did I not clearly reveal myself to your ancestors' family when they were in Egypt under Pharaoh? I chose your ancestor out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to the altar, to burn incense, and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your ancestor's family all the food offerings presented by the Israelites. Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offering that I prescribed for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves on the choice parts of every offering made by my people Israel? So this man of God is telling Eli that Eli also, by choosing his sons, has chosen them over God. Because he knew the right thing. He saw his sons were doing the wrong thing. And he scolded them, but he did not stop them. 
Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promised that members of your family would minister before me forever, but now the Lord declares, Far be it from me. Those who honor me, I will honor, but those who despise me will be disdained. The time is coming when I will cut short your strength and the strength of your priestly house, so that no one in it will reach old age, and you will see distress in my dwelling. Although good will be done to Israel, no one in your family line will ever reach old age. Every one of you that I do not cut off from serving at my altar, I will spare only to destroy your sight and sap your strength, and all your descendants will die in the prime of life. And what happens to your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, will be assigned to you. They will both die on the same day. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. I will firmly establish his priestly house, and they will minister before my anointed one always. Then everyone left in your family line will come and bow down before him for a piece of silver and a loaf of bread and plead, appoint me to some priestly office so I can have food to eat. So what Eli is told, and this is obviously very harsh, because he's learning that his sons will die, and they will die on the same day, and they will die for their sin. And he is learning that all of this is because they were given a special role. They were given a special office. They were given a special responsibility through Levi, the son of Israel, who was made the line of priests. Yes, they get to put their three-pronged fork in the pot and get meat. Yes, they were given that choice offering. But they were given a responsibility, and they have forgotten that, or at least his sons have. They have turned to themselves. They have become their own gods, basically. They have put themselves before God, and that is not something that God tells them he will allow to continue. It is interesting to see that God is saying he will raise up a priest, and yet he already has. It's already in progress. The plans of God have already gone forward. Samuel is already in the household and already being prepared, as we'll see next week, for the ministry that he will have. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. I'm going to put a video this time on the website, or at least put a link to a video that my son did on this story called Sam and Eli. If you like, you can also send me an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's word one verse at a time to explore his will for your life and desire to draw closer to him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's word.